I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got holes on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Here we go. In the Booth on this Friday. Lots happening. Certainly an eventful week and not just about basketball, not just about lacrosse. There's a doubleheader in the Dome. On Sunday with the women and men at 12 and 4, but there's a lot going on and uh, news uh, changing as the uh, minutes and hours go by. Uh, now we can tell you that uh, Jim Beheim will coach tomorrow night's game in the Dome against Duke, which uh, puts together the uh, first and second winningest coaches in uh, major college basketball history. And two very close friends uh, that have uh, worked together uh, not only in college basketball, but uh, with Team USA, and all part of this very complicated and multi-layered situation that I think is complex. I think it's difficult with everybody to deal with. I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer necessarily uh, in a lot of this, and so people have been working uh, around the clock here recently to try to determine the best course of action. I'd say I'm a little surprised that Jim Beheim is coaching this game, but only a little. Uh, yesterday at this time, I think I'd had it maybe, I don't know if I said it on the air or not, I think I maybe said about 30% chance I thought he'd coach. Over the course of the day, that went up, uh, certainly to 60% or more. I do know this about Jim Beheim. I'm sure he's wanted to coach. Uh, what uh, Seth just said with uh, John Wildhack's comments related to the various support that Coach Beheim can get and give, in this situation, I absolutely agree with that. And I'll stick by what I said yesterday. Jim Beheim is probably the best compartmentalizer and focuser that I've ever been around. Uh, he will treat the accident, the Jimenez family with respect, and then focus on the game. This will be a very, very difficult challenge. I, I don't care who you are. And we'll find out. And I think it'll be proven that he is up for it. I think if anybody can be a guy who can turn their attention back to their work in this situation, it's Jim Beheim. One thing we haven't talked about much in an angle on this is this impacts a player on the team. There's a player on the team whose father was involved in this accident. And it just so happens that it's within the same family. If... Apart from if any of the other players' family members or fathers were involved in an accident like this, that'd be a lot too. That would be something to deal with and something to show compassion with and an opportunity certainly to respect families involved and give that player time to process and et cetera. What will Buddy Beheim's performance level be like in this type of game? He looks more like his mom than his dad. If his attitude and composure are more you know, are like his dad, then he'll have no trouble with this <laughs> potentially, and uh, and come out and play his game. I, I think this is um, a really interesting. You know, it's it's under the headline of "Life is Stranger Than Fiction," and life is precious, and you you can't 
make this stuff up. And uh, certainly we continue to have our thoughts and prayers with the Jimenez family and with the Beheim family. This is not easy on anybody involved. I think when you look at the choices you have here, and I'm not privy to any of the discussions that were going on, you look at reasons to coach and reasons not to coach. Start with not coach, you think, let's give him a game to get his thoughts back together, his feet underneath him. Let's avoid the media exposure. Let's avoid the visuals associated with uh, some of the things that are going to come this quickly. That's, that's one of the reasons you wouldn't have him coach. A downside of that is there could be then, it could be construed or implied that there was some wrongdoing or acceptance of wrongdoing. And right now there's no real evidence of any wrongdoing on Jim Beheim's part. By every account, police reports, police press conference yesterday, the DA's press conference yesterday, William Fitzpatrick. While an investigation is ongoing, Coach Beheim has not been implied of anything that he could have done differently. This has been, by everything that's been reported on this, as unfortunate, a tragic incident, innocent, an accident as there could be. It was a icy night, dark spot on 690, fluke occurrence of a preceding accident. Gentleman who got out of his vehicle, or maybe more than one that were out of their vehicle, and uh, a lose-lose situation, obviously, for everybody involved. Now it the questions turn to what is his frame of mind? How capable is he of leading his team? You know, Paulie, let's, let's just set the tragedy and real life part of it aside for a second. We have a lot of access with the team. We travel with the team. We watch. We sit close to the bench. One thing that people probably don't know, it's just a small little microcosm. I'm not trying to make this out to be a, a super important thing, but it's an example of how Jim Beheim operates that I think indicates how he's going to approach this situation. Syracuse is the only team in America that I'm aware of. Timeout, on the road, they sit right there on the bench. Every other team tries to create a new bench 10 feet out on the court, right? And they circle their people in, and they go to all these extra steps to try to build their focus. Baham doesn't do that at all. He is more comfortable in that situation than anybody. Also, what's he do? Timeout's 90 seconds long. What's he do? He sits there for 30 seconds of it. Easy. At least, and doesn't say a word. Not a word. So the music's going. He might have gone out and and cussed the ref or whatever. He comes back in the huddle. He will sit there on his knee or on a chair in the huddle, not really even looking at anybody particularly, not saying a word until maybe the last 10, 15 seconds of the huddle in some case. Well, it's part (laughs) of it, but it's also why waste your focus, your energy, your breath, your voice, your communication in that environment until it really matters. And again, that's just a tiny little sliver of what we're talking about for uh, this game on Saturday. But that's how the guy operates. Things happen around him, and I'm telling you, he doesn't miss a beat, but he doesn't react to much of anything. You watch him at practice, and 
an un- untrained eye might think he's disengaged. He's he's not running up and down the court like some coaches do. He's very often seated in uh, one of the courtside seats on the television side, you know, the temporary bleacher side of the court. Practice is going on. He doesn't miss a beat. A guy misses a screen at one end of the floor, the guy's going to hear about it. Uh, but he, do, you know, it doesn't. I wouldn't say he reacts to every single little thing. He just takes note of it. He he doesn't doesn't miss it. And uh, I think it'd be fascinating to know, and I'm sure it'll come out after the game. What uh, input Mike Shashevsky has had in this case? Uh, who Coach Beheim leaned on? Um, what support system he used? What support system he feels like he is to his team? Uh, I think it's interesting what the team is thinking about in terms of the the players here. Uh, Those guys are here to play basketball and go to school, and it's about basketball. And I think for the Tyus Battles of the world, lining up against Duke and knowing how tough it is to beat them and knowing about Trey Jones and Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett, forget about Zion for a moment because he's out of the game, there's enough there to get your attention with Duke. So I think – it's probably easier for the players to focus on this than than some might think. Um, but Jim Beheim will coach the game. That means you look over his 43-year tenure and you look at the the reasons he hasn't coached. They've been pretty minimal. He's had uh, the nine-game suspension here recently, the first half of the conference schedule a couple years ago. He had a prostate procedure many, many years ago. And came back early. <laughs> yes. Uh, came back uh, before it was originally scheduled that he would return to coach. Um, he's dealt with, you know, the loss of loved ones and friends. He's dealt with controversies, dealt with a lot of things uh, over that time. And he has been back and, and on the bench. So uh, I guess in that way, we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be surprised that uh, that standard uh, remains in place. And we'll see what type of toll uh, it does take on him and, and how well he handles it. Um, game time tomorrow, of course, uh, 6 o'clock. We'll have the pregame for you at 4.30. Lots going on out of Destiny USA tomorrow uh, with the Orange out. Derek Coleman in the house. Roosevelt Bowie was uh, here earlier today. You'll see him out there. Todd Bergen. Lawrence Moten, the all-time leading scorer in Big East basketball history, among those uh, scheduled to be at the Orange out at Destiny USA. We'll visit with Poetry a little bit later in our show. We also have more tickets to give away to the Jason Aldean show, which is coming up at the AMP in May, May 19th, at the uh, St. Joseph Health Amphitheater at Lakeview. I'm sorry, May 16th. May 16th is the show. And uh, tickets went on sale today. Tickets are still available at the uh, box office, 1-800-745-3000, 1-800-745-3000, or at the uh, Odd Center. Box office. So that's uh, LiveNation.com is maybe another way to do that. LiveNation.com for the Jason Aldean tickets. And we will have uh, your chance to win a pair more of those later in the show with pick six. Two pair, right. But any one individual is going to win one pair. All right, back when we return uh, with Do We Care, Lawrence Moten to follow. Pick six after that. It's in the booth on a Friday on ESPN Radio. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. 
tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. 39 years ago today, Matt Park, was the anniversary of one of the greatest calls in sports history. Al Michaels and Ken Dryden on uh, what at the time was a tape delay television broadcast for ABC. And Still gives me chills. It's you know certainly among, if not absolutely, the best play-by-play call that's ever been in sports and uh, helped launch Al Michaels' career, which has turned out to be a stellar career, but it's certainly among the greatest events in sports of any kind. And uh, apart from... Uh, the actual broadcasting of it or, or what have you, but it's uh, really, really cool and may have to watch the movie tonight. I, I would love to, I was thinking on the way in this morning, knowing that we we're going to talk about this. Yesterday we had this deal about, you know, what would you pay to go? Yeah. This is a game that I would, I would get my popcorn and I would sit down. Like if this game was on tonight at eight like, o'clock yeah, or what, like I would classics? sit down. Absolutely. And it should be, by the way. Yeah. Why? Why it is? is that and I don't still know. Because we've always classic? talked about that. We've always talked that we would do that for the O three championship game or the six overtime mm-hmm. game. Sit down and enjoy it, uh, beginning to end. But I would absolutely do that with with this. It's such a different time and, and so interesting. I would love to follow it. You know what my favorite part about that is, that this call is, and it's not the "Do you believe in miracles?" It's the crowd counting the clock down in the background. That I don't know why, but I love that part of the call. Yeah, there's a we talked about it before, but the. Uh, long-time uh, connection there to Central New York. There was uh, Peter Capasilli, who would then go on to be the director of the State Fair here in Syracuse, was the guy that handed the flag to Jim Craig of uh, Team USA and uh, as, as he's skating around looking for his uh, family in the stands. Uh, uh, very cool, cool, cool Also, it's somehow weirdly tied to Tommy Hogan sitting. Is that how uh, so? I, I don't know, but Tommy says he might be friends with his son. Oh, that could be, something. sure. Yeah. So. Poor kid. Uh, CNN is uh, reporting in multiple places, reporting that Robert Kraft was caught up in a uh, a sting of prostitution. Yeah, that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, the question I had was, is, was he out, like, trolling, or was this high-end stuff? No, this is a spa. It's a spa in Florida. Oh. And... Uh, Going for the massage... I believe it's probably an upper class version of the joints on eighty one Scranton. <laughs> You've probably been through there a little bit. Um, here's the thing I find most interesting is that Adam Schefter of uh, ESPN is pointing out that uh, Robert Kraft is quote not the biggest name end quote caught up. You got to be a pretty big name, but how did to be bigger lead? than the gazillionaire owner of the team that just won the Super Bowl? Again, so that that's there's got to be some some big fish caught up in that. But yeah, this is not uh, Ultima Massage on on the side eighty one. I always thought it would be fun to go there and do a bit where you go and you just insist that you're only there for the massage. <laughs> I've got this knot in my neck and it's all I want taken care yeah. of. Please, what Fal- are you doing? <laughs> Foul balls are hurting the pace of play. No kidding. Twelve percent uh, increase in. Foul balls since 1998, and more foul balls than balls in play. That's a in product of, of several time. things, but it's a trade-off. It's the pitching's better, right? 
pitching is good and you're just fighting them off, absolutely. But also since 1998, what do we have? We have a lot of new ballparks. What are new ballparks? Fan-friendly, great sight lines, less foul territory. Foul, you know, foul balls in Oakland are caught and you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> foul balls in a lot of other stadiums are 12 rows deep in the stands and the at-bat continues. So, the, the, you know, to me, at least foul balls have some degree of action uh, to them. Number one thing I would do to speed up the game, strike zone. Make the strike zone. Either make it bigger or call it bigger. Call it like it's actually supposed to be. Swing the bat and keep it moving. I think that makes um, for a much more interesting style of play. But the pitching now is better than it's ever been. There's more guys throwing 100 than there's ever been. And uh, so it's all you can do to make contact in a lot of cases. What of course, about there's going to be more foul balls. What about a softball angle to this where if you follow your fifth one off, you're out? Potentially. I, I think th- that makes me a little squeamish, those types of things that significantly alter the way the game is played. But I don't know. How many at-bats do you want with more than five foul balls? Yeah, <laughs> You know, enough already. It's not like we came to watch uh, just that. But, but I also think it's fun when it gets really dragged out. Like I'm yeah. a bit, like when the guy's just fighting yeah, everything Yeah, 12 up. and 14 yeah. pitch at-bats, absolutely. And then, but then as it, the longer it goes... You know the the pitcher's throwing everything he's got up there. He's he's trying. You know and the hitter, it probably sways uh, to his advantage a little bit. Case Keenum says he's shocked that the Broncos traded for Joe Flacco. <laughs> Your Case Keenum, right? I mean, how could he be surprised that they? It didn't work out that great, right, for him. So, yeah. well, I, I guess that headline's the least shocking. Like that the fact that ESPN made that a story is uh, kind of shocking to yeah. me. Like, yeah. like you know. What are you going to do? I mean, they're going to have competition, and it would be surprising if Keenum beat out Flacco, I would think, but neither of them are at this stage of their career frontline NFL starters. Uh, it looks like LeBron James may have some extra time to start the filming of Space Jam 2 this summer, but the filming begins this summer and will be released in 2021. Okay. Don't care? No. Is that before or after your time? It's way after my time. I mean, I, can I go... Were you, no, did you go see I don't it? know that I've actually seen the original Space Jam. I have not. I don't think. Not probably my, my cup Danny of tea. Danny looks shocked. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Danny might have to take in the show from another room, I think. <laughs> Why? How old are you, Danny? 22. Is it? Yeah, so Space Jam was a kid's movie. Yeah, Danny's like shaking. Yeah, right like now. you didn't see it? Yeah, I was yeah. too old to go. I would have been creepy if I went to the movies to see Space Jam. Right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going on a date. Wrong uh, And you're not going alone. So, no, and I won't be going in 2021 either to uh, to Space Jam. All right, Lawrence Moton. When we come back, that's about as many points as he scored 2021. He actually exceeded that. We'll be uh, visiting with the all-time leading scorer in Big East basketball history when we return. Part of the Orange Out at Destiny USA tomorrow. This is in the booth. That's brought to you by CH Insurance and Burdick Lexus on ESPN Radio. This is in the booth, presented by CH Insurance in your corner. And welcome back, everybody, as we join you in the booth on this uh, Friday afternoon, heading into a big one at the Dome tomorrow night, a 6 o'clock start. Looking forward to uh, that taking place, uh, certainly in the game, but also prior to that, Destiny USA is the host of Orange Out, presented by Pathfinder Bank, and a number of uh, Syracuse legends will be there, including Derek Coleman and Sherman Douglas, but they all take a backseat to our next guest, one Lawrence Moten. Poetry, how are you, my man? 
I'm doing good, Matt. How are you? I'm good, buddy. And uh, good to see you. I missed you here yesterday when you were in the studio. We were otherwise occupied. It's been a newsy week, as uh, I'm sure you're aware. And and uh, looking forward to kind of starting to get some positive vibes going again, headed to the game. Uh, first, your reaction on Coach Beheim's uh, decision to coach. Uh, surprise you at all? Um, you know, nothing surprises me in this world that we live in. Uh, all we can do is uh, pray for the, the the families, you know, who was in the tragedies, which is Beheim's family and the Jimenez family, and you know, um, just just truly keep them in our prayers as as true uh, community Syracuse people who who never want to see people that we love uh, in tragedy. Of course, things happen like that, you know, and, and it is what it is, and we just pray for them. But at the end of the day, uh, we do know the game still must be played. You know, even not having Zion there uh, is, is is almost. Uh, uh, a thing that, you know, we have to deal with. But the games must go on, and, and we're going to play this game, and we're going to have beautiful fans there to cheer us on to try to get us this uh, solid victory in front of a, a sellout crowd, Matt. It should be it should be very nice, of course. It's kind of dampering with, with two situations that happened the way it did. You know, of course, the tragedy uh, that happened, and, 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 and another similar tragedy, not as serious, but just Zion going down, you know, when I saw that, it was, uh, I've never seen a guy um, burst out his shoe like that, and it kind of reminded me, Matt, of uh, when I used to watch uh, Incredible Hulk, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, the, 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 the bursting out of the shoe, that was, that was almost surreal, but, you know, our prayers are with him also, and he's going to make the best decision for him. You know, we truly, as fans, um, at the end of the day, we need to respect that and, and, and let him follow his uh, his decisions. It's, it's nothing else for him to prove. We're talking about a guy who averages 24 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, and two blocks a game. So it's nothing more that he needs to prove to anybody. Just get healthy, my friend, young fella, and uh, at the end of the day, listen to your parents. So you'd be uh, on the side of advising him to not return to college basketball with Duke this season? I'm, I'm on the side of advising him to, uh, of him sitting down with his mother and father and making the best decision for him. Like I said, he has nothing more he has to prove to anybody. He's shown us, he's shown us he's the number one pick in the draft by far. And uh, just hope that he gets healthy. Lawrence Moulton is our guest. He'll be at the Orange Out tomorrow at Destiny USA. You looking forward to getting back with all the guys out there, Lawrence? And it uh, should be a fun way, especially without game day here. Absolutely, man. I'm truly looking forward to seeing um, a lot of the guys who I haven't seen in a while. You know, it's definitely going to be good to see my guy, uh, Sherman Douglas, who's a Washingtonian like myself. I haven't seen Sherman in maybe almost a decade. You know, uh, it's going to, of course, uh, be good to see Derek and Billy and and John and Eton and Todd Bergen and just just all the guys. We're truly a, a family, you know. And these some guys who I've never played with, you know, and they're different eras. But as you know, Matt, we we bleed orange, you know. Uh, I truly appreciate the love this this community and this city has has given us as as orange former players. And this is our way of uh, showing them we appreciate the love they're giving us. So. Uh, we hope that all the people can come out 
uh, to Destiny Mall for this this great event. And, and hopefully, Matt, this is not a one-time thing. You know, I, I'm a I'm a guy who loves consistency. So if we can do this every year for the fans, I'm all about it. I'm with you on that, and I said especially in this case where, understandably, I think uh, College Game Day pulled the plug in terms of the complexity related to uh, tomorrow night's game. They're staying back in Bristol. The Orange Out event at Destiny can be game day. Uh, that can be a place for people to rally. It, it's a, a longer event. It's not like you're going to concentrate it there for an hour, but there'll be a Q&A with the guys uh, presented by SRC, a uh, chance to uh, raise some money for Make-A-Wish uh, by shooting hoops. That's brought to you by Dave & Buster's and a bunch of other fun things. Lawrence Moten will be there, uh, certainly D.C., uh, Super in those environments, uh, Sherman Douglas, Billy Owens. Sherm doesn't come back very very often. John Wallace is here on a, on a fairly regular basis, but uh, good for those guys to be out there and to uh, start to build up the hype for a game that really doesn't need much. And uh, that's the top two coaches in the game uh, in terms of uh, wins historically, the most talented roster in America, uh, perhaps even without Zion, and uh, a number one Duke team that, uh, while coming off a loss, still has uh, national championship aspirations. One of the other kind of storylines going right now on the, the team, Lawrence, is Tyus Battle, although he's, I would say, sputtered a little bit in these past couple of games. He's uh, continuing to climb the uh, the school scoring list. He's now just inside the top 20. In fact, uh, Rosie Bowie and Todd Bergen, they'll both be out at Destiny uh, tomorrow, and they both figure to get passed in the game uh, tomorrow night on that uh, on that scoring list if Battle has a representative game. So he, Tyus probably isn't going to get to you at the top of that list, but uh, he's making a move. Yeah, yeah, Tyus. Tosh is a very good guy, you know, um, and, and, you know, he's been playing solid. He's been playing very well for us, you know, in order for us to be successful, it's no question that Tyus has to have a, a solid game. So, you know, I, I consider our big three, you know, Tyus, O'Shea, and uh, the book of Eli, Elijah Hughes, <laughs> you know, who, who uh, are three solid players. And when they're playing well, uh, we're playing well as a team. You know, I'm, I'm definitely happy for Buddy. Buddy's starting to figure it out. You know, I think the game has um, slowed down for him, you know, because he's truly, you know, he puts in the work and he needs to be rewarded for the work that he puts in. And I think it's it's actually starting to show. So, you know, it's just it, it, we just have to just, just be aggressive and, and not rely on that three ball. I think we've been relying on the three ball a little too much. I've always was uh, one who was taught basketball is played inside out, not outside in. Uh, but it's a different time now. But at the most points, drive the basketball. Let, 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 let inside out, not outside in. And, and Tyus, you know, uh, my reason for saying that is because I think he can drive more. He has that Michael, uh, that, that, that Westbrook style of play when he speeds bursts and gets to the basket. He's very quick at it. And he's 6'6", so not a small guy. So just just use what you got instead of settling. And I think at times those guys uh, settle a little bit too much instead of uh, just knowing the game. It's about knowing the game and knowing situations too. They're still young. We have to really understand these guys are still young, and they every day they're still learning the game. So it's just about knowing the situations and, and knowing when to go at the right time, man. Just the last little bit here with uh, Lawrence Moten, the Orange's all-time leading scorer. Mentioned uh, Tyus Battle. He passed into the top 20. Uh, figures in the next uh, couple of weeks to get past Todd Bergen, Rosie Bowie, Brandon Trish, 
Dave Johnson, and I don't know how much further than that. Maybe C.J. Fair and Eric Devendorf, uh, the all-time uh, three-year scorer in program history, uh, not counting Dave Bing, of course, is Billy Owens. One quick one here, Absolutely. Lawrence. Did, did you ever um, did you ever have any interest, even for a short term? Like you didn't handle the ball the way that Tyus has been in, in some of these games. He just had a seven assist game, uh, really kind of as a, a two guard filling in. What, what's it take to be a guy like that? And and did you ever view yourself like that? Yeah, well, you know, I, I view myself as a basketball player first and foremost. Of course, I was a combo guard, you know, and when I got to the NBA, I had to play a little point guard. So I was more of a 2-1. And, and, and at this time, I think at this stage, it's, it's very good that he's doing that. He's showing uh, his versatility and understanding that he could play more than one position. You know, uh, of course, it, it, you know, he definitely could use a little bit more work as far as, uh, like I said, knowing situations. But it, it, it's a bonus, you know, when you can uh, – have more, you can be labeled as more than one position. You know, I tell the kids now that I train and I work out and when I'm talking to people, um, never label yourself at one position. If you label yourself at one position, uh, you might be sitting on the bench for a long time. So if a person asks you, you know, what position are you and, and, you, and you're multiple, you know, say that. I'm a 2-1. I'm a 3-2. I'm a 1-2. I'm a I'm a so, so always... Uh, say more than one position that you are. And I think this is going to help him uh, uh, going into his uh, his career as far as uh, next year. And, and I tell people, and this is my opinion, he doesn't have to go to the NBA next year. He can stay. I mean, it, it all depends. You never know. Like, uh, this this game is so tricky. They'll say that you are, you're ready, and then when the time comes for the draft, you don't even get picked. So, I mean, this situation where he can go into it, if, if he decides now, this is just me talking, if he decides to stay and go into four years, and it, it, it can't hurt him is what I'm saying. It, it truly can't hurt him, and uh, and then maybe my record will be broken. <laughs> well, he'd have to go some a little bit. You average 19 points a game for your career, Tyus, is right now at about 16. So if he did go all the way through, maybe he gets to uh, John Wallace, Derek Coleman, uh, territory, but I don't know about you, Lo. So uh, we appreciate you being with us, and have a blast tomorrow. Maybe we'll see you out at uh, Destiny, all right? Absolutely, man. You take care. I appreciate you having me. That's one of the all-time greats to wear an orange uniform. Lawrence Moten, he and his buddies will be out at Destiny USA tomorrow. Pathfinder Banks, orange out. Uh, lots of different things going on there starting at uh, around noon. They'll have the radio shows out there, Q&A, and uh, much more at uh, Orange Out Saturday tomorrow at Destiny USA. We're back to give you away some tickets to the Jason Aldean Show, which is coming up next month. Pick six. Get ready to call us at 315-437-7644. That's 4ESPN44. Get you on the show for pick six. In just a moment, this is In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance, in your corner. All right, we're fired up to give away some tickets here. We'll have to go in kind of lightning round style, potentially, to uh, wrap up the show with uh, two pair of tickets to the Jason Aldean Show, which is in May, May 16th, at the AMP, Lakeview Amphitheater. Tickets officially went on sale for those suckers today that can't win them. Uh, If you're one of those who's unable to win them here and you want to buy the tickets to the Jason Aldean Show, we encourage you to do that. 1-800-745-3000. That's 1-800-745-3000. LiveNation.com, where, of course, they'll have options for all kinds of 
Live Nation acts. We'll have another one uh, to give away tickets to next week on the show. But LiveNation.com will get squared away for the Jason Aldean tickets. John okay. and Holland Patton. All right, John and HP. I think we had John on last week. Uh, un- unsuccessful bid, so uh, better luck yep. to you, John. All right, John, you know the drill here. We need a uh, ca- uh, category between one and six. What do you got? Uh, let's go to the middle three. Middle three. You hit right on our feature category with our friend Rick DiUlio today. Wow. Okay. Uh-oh. First one out of the gate, Rick. Hope you're ready to roll. Let's do it. Okay. This is with Rick and Polly uh, judging because this one's a little bit arbitrary. 30 seconds on the clock, John, for uh, with the Orange playing Duke, we need songs that have either blue or devil in the title. Blue or devil. One has songs. both. Yeah. That'd be a two point. Blue or devil? Yeah. yeah. yeah 30 Jeff seconds to 80 years old. Blue's played shoes. Okay. Um, One. Devil went to Georgia? Two. There you go. Close enough. Um, oh, my God. Blue, gosh. Uh, something you spend. Blue. Blue money? There you go. Three dollars. What's the day of the week? Blue early, not, or not Monday, not Tuesday, Blue but Tuesday, hey, Blue Wednesday, Blue Monday, Blue Sunday. Now you got it, Blue Monday. <laughs> the uh, the hour of which a day starts. Twelve Blue Twelve, Twelve Twelve, Twelve Blue. <laughs> no, no, what do they What do they call it? What do they call it? Something night. Something uh, blue. Uh, blue. Good, so good effort. Good effort there, John. <laughs> Nothing good happens after this hour. Two <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> John. John, you're incorrigible, John. We can't even help you. Good effort. That was a good effort. There's one that he didn't name that if it comes back around might be a good hint. At the holiday season, how many different artists did this one particular song that maybe is most known for Elvis but is on regularly? All right, so uh, that's John and HP. Sorry, John. Try uh, next week. David and Pulaski. Dave and Pulaski. How are you, Dave? Good, and yourself? Good. Need uh, number one to six, not three. Let's do four. Four. Okay, we're going to go with uh, all-American basketball players at Duke. Ready? 30 seconds sure. on the clock. Grant Hill, Christian One, Leitner. Two. Um, Reddick. Three. Oh, um, man. I'm trying to think. I'll start it off quick, but, man, I can't. Hot out the gate. Car crash. Yeah. In a ditch. Good reference this week, probably. Motorcycle crash. <laughs> yeah, that's they've had a couple of those. They've had two guys yeah. in crashes. Not hockey sticky, eh, but... Not Bob Slowly. <laughs> oh, Hurley? Bob Hurley? Hey. <laughs> okay, that's maybe four. All right. Not, yeah. not quite there. One is a regular guest on the show. All right, uh, next. Uh, Ryan from Parts Unknown. Hello, Ryan. Ryan's a hey, professional wrestler, apparently. Yeah. Cape Vincent. All oh, the way Cape... up in the Thousand Islands. Okay, very good. Well, thanks for calling. We're getting a lot of all North over, Country uh, participation here. Yeah. All right, Ryan. This is, uh, this is Twitter, so. Okay, that's right. That's the uh, power of social media. Well, we welcome you uh, to the program. We need a number uh, one to six, and uh, three or four have been taken. Let's go number one. Number one. Okay, we need six pro athletes whose first name is Jason. 30 seconds. Jason Kidd? One. One. Uh, Jason Gilmore? Who the heck is that? I don't know either. I was just making sure. Maybe <laughs> uh, hey. There's one that starts with a G that's from hey. our neighborhood. 
from our neighborhood. Uh, cheese, cheese would be his nickname. Grilled cheese. Cheese. Oh, I think it's just my ham and cheese from uh, the Beeville. Father, oh. father was known for the chicken wing. Yeah. Father was known for the chicken hey, wing. Hey, no, Mr. Cleaver. I don't think Jason. Hey, Mr. Cleaver. What was Mr. Cleaver? Jason Hayward. Yeah. Hey, there we go. The I was gonna say how how was that even a yeah, helpful? Yeah, I'll give you that one, Jason Hayward. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. That wasn't good at all. Bob. No, good effort though, Ryan. Good effort. Get your neighbor to call in. We'll try to hook you up with some tickets. Three one five four three seven seven six four 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 ESPN forty four. Still looking for a winner, let alone two today. Chris in Liverpool. Hello, Chris in Liverpool. Chris is a regular uh, participant, I believe. All right, Chris. Yes, how you guys uh, doing? Two, five, and six are still on the board. Two. All right, two. The uh, with coaches Beheim and Shashevsky working the game tomorrow. We thought, how about the top six winning as coaches in college basketball history? Uh, we'll go Roy Williams. No. Um, no? No. Uh, Bobby two. Knight. Yes, one. Eight, eight off rough. Two. Gave you Do I have two to name Bayheim and Coach Guy? Three, four. four. <laughs> that was okay. a cinch. Uh, shoot. Who else? Dean Smith, did I say? Five, yep. Um, wow. Hmm. Oh, God, I know this, too. Uh, John Thompson's not, right? No. You got, you're in the right uh, ballpark, right conference? Roy no. Oh, Big East. Uh, Raleigh Massimino. No. Um, <laughs> won championships. <laughs> What's that? He won championships multiple. Oh, God. I know. Oh, uh, oh Keep hitting this. No. No. Oh. Losing time. Oh, Calhoun. Oh, just under the horn. <laughs> the 48 second version <laughs> of 30 seconds. Hold that. Good work, Chris. <laughs> Chris in Liverpool finally gets across the line. Outstanding. You're going to the Jason Aldean Show. Congratulations. Josh in Cleveland. Hello, Josh in Cleveland. This is Cleveland, New York, or Ohio? Uh, New York. How are we doing, guys? Do, do we have a signal that goes anywhere I know, to the city Syracuse. south or east? Well, or? Yeah, I mean, internet. But um, Who put this station together? All right, Josh. <laughs> Tim Backer. Uh, you're down to uh, five or six would be our categories. Uh, let's do six, guys. All right, six. Another one, um, you should be able to get this. I like your chances. All right, we need six members of the 1992 U.S. Olympic basketball team, the Dream Team. Six members. Bird, Jordan, Two, Magic, three, David Robinson, Shaq, Leitner. Five. Uh, um, Clyde Drexler. Six. There you go. Not Shaq, wow. but you got the other. Nailed it in seven nice. notes. Good work there. Nice. Awesome. Good job. We're well, going to the Jason Aldean Show. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, hang on the line. They'll get you information. That brings us right to home here. That was a tidy edition of Pick 6. A couple of good efforts. Two quality winners and right on time. Thank you, Rick. Awesome. Thank you, okay, guys. Okay, we'll do it again next week. We've got more tickets to give away Frampton for Live Nation next week. All right. Peter Frampton comes we'll come alive, alive next on week. next week's show. See, <laughs> you guys are killing it over You there. know the music. I know the jokes. <laughs> Game time tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Get out to Destiny USA for Orange Out. For Polly, Danny, Tommy, Ricky, Maddie, see ya.